So Connected, the podcast for people trying to cultivate joy, purpose, and community in their lives. I'm Catherine. And I'm Sarah. Today, we're going to be talking about the things that are saving our lives right now. But first, let's check in about how it's going. What are your highs and lows right now, Catherine? So I just have two highs today, Sarah. The first one is that like the energy of our family with Nithin staying home, you know, we're like almost a month in, has been so great. Like it's such a noticeable change now in like all these different categories of our life. I feel like I have more energy because I'm not having to get kids ready in the morning. And then even in our IEP meeting on Friday with Sydney's teacher, she mentioned how Sydney has felt so much more grounded with not having to go to after school care. And so I just feel like it's really, I'm really, really glad that we made that decision. I was worried that we might not be happy with it. And so far it's been amazing. I'm so happy to hear that for you. And it's just giving me flashbacks to like all of my conversations with Matt and like the decisions that we made. And it's interesting to me, like, despite the fact that I'm really purposeful with my life, like I never thought that I would, we would be like a, a, we're like a 1.25 income family because Matt does work part-time, but it was like never something that I had considered because I had been fed all of this, like you can have it all, you can do it all. And so it's been something that we came to like really late into our family um, and I'm glad that we did. And I'm glad to hear that you all are having a similarly positive experience with it. Yeah, I would totally love to unpack that sometime. We should do a whole episode on that. Um, and then my second high is that we got a new oven and stove. <laughs> and I don't know if I've talked about the oven situation at our house before on this podcast, but we had like an oven that was slowly dying over like the last two years. And we like replaced a few parts, like trying not to send it to the landfill and it just kind of continued it like get better for a little while and then die again and we finally bit the bullet bought a new one it's induction so water boils in like three seconds it's amazing compared to the oven that wasn't working it's amazing it's it's the little things the little slash big things that make a big difference yeah what about you Sarah? what are your highs and lows right now my number one high is that we just sold our first set of monarch readers on the internet Thanks to you, Catherine. I saw your order come through. You were the very first one. If there was some kind of prize, you would win it. So thank you for your support. It was just so fun to see that project come to fruition. Like it was a very, very long process that involved a lot of learning different things. Like I didn't really know how to create online stores and how Mm. to do shipping Mm -hmm. and how to I don't build a website. I don't know. A lot of stuff I had to learn and um, alongside my colleagues that we were working on the project together. So it was really fun that it's finished and it's out in the world now and that someone bought it. So thank you, Catherine. I am so excited about them. They are read all like you need to stop stop listening right now and you need to go click on the link to see how beautiful these are. They are so beautiful. I'm very excited. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, Charlotte Dennis was our illustrator she's local here in Austin and she was just incredible and the teachers that wrote the texts were just really intentional about what they wanted each image to look like and they gave Charlotte like explicit directions about every detail so the project just came together really really well we're very proud of it thank you and my second thing is going to be a high too it's not that I don't have any lows in my life it's really just that 
they're kind of just the same lows, like thinking about what's going on in Ukraine, thinking about what's going on with all of this legislation that's like dismantling like the progress that we've been making. So it's all the same. So I don't really think there's any use in continuing to talk about it because I'm not doing anything particularly focused on it right now. Uh, but the second high is similar to yours and just that our family feels like it's in a good spot right now. And I was reflecting about how several weeks ago I talked about one of my lows was going to our vacation house with our friends who are like the perfect family. And it was like making me think like, okay, what's the colander? Like, what do I want to hold on to? What do I want to release about this experience with them? And one of the things I held on to was like how to be more engaged with my children, how to be more present with my children. And it's paying off. Like we're just having so much more fun together. I'm being more proactive. Like as issues are starting to brew between the boys, like I'll go ahead and intervene. Like I'll muster up the energy to intervene like earlier or to like divert their attention to something else. Or I'll just lean in if Tate says, hey, do you want to watch a show with me? Like during screen his screen time when it's usually my free time, I'll be like, yes, let's watch a show together. So our family's just feeling really fun. And it's crazy how much better your life can feel when your family feels fun. Oh, so much better. Because <laughs> there are lots of periods where it doesn't feel fun. Um, I think the research always shows that like this, there's this weird thing where like people who have children are simultaneously like less happy than other people but then like more happy because like you know in the long term it's a good thing but in the short term it can be really hard so that's my second high yeah I love I love that you guys are in a good place and all of that just feels so relatable for me so thanks for sharing well now let's talk about today's topic 10 things saving our lives right now We are taking a page out of Kendra Adachi's book over at the Lazy Genius Podcast. I love when she does these episodes focused on the 10 things saving her life. I just find that it's so important to stop and to celebrate the things that are going well in our lives. Like Not only does it lift our spirits when we do that, but it also helps us just continue to get clearer about what we want to keep doing in our lives and how we want to keep bringing ourselves joy because I sound like a broken record when I say this, but those things just keep changing over time and changing in the different seasons of our lives. So I love to step back and take stock of it with you today. So let's just go back and forth with each other. We'll each take a turn sharing one thing that is saving our lives right now, and we'll go back and forth for a total of 10 things between us. So we'll each just share five. What's your first thing, Catherine? I love this topic. And my first thing is slots of time that we have that are screen free in our house. And so we're pretty limited with the girls screen time anyways, but kind of to what you were sharing with your second high, like Nathan and I have to be intentional about just like really engaging in our parenting and like having our energy like fully there some of the hours of the day in order to really feel like we're connecting with our kids. And part of that for us is to have a commitment not to use our phones, not to look at our phones at all. And so from the time the girls wake up until after they finish breakfast, and then again, from the time we eat dinner until they're asleep or until somebody's putting them to bed, we don't look at our phones. And that is just such a central 
part of our family culture to be able to really prioritize having that time to be fully committed to paying attention to each other. So that's my first thing. I love that. I feel like I'm starting to come to a place of trying to whittle back on screen time within our family as well. Even though in past episodes, I've been like, all the screen time because it gives you a break. But you end up suffering later um, when you're not having that presence in your family. Thanks for sharing that. My first thing is cooking from scratch. And those of you who know me will know that this is a radical departure from what has been going on in my life for the past. How old is Henry? He's 11. Tate's not. I mean, I would say nine years. I have not been cooking from scratch. And this is coming back into my life. Some examples. I've been cooking a cauliflower pizza crust from scratch each week. And when I say from scratch, I mean the actual head of cauliflower. I'm not even taking a shortcut by getting cauliflower rice. So I'm doing it all from scratch. I made sourdough bread for the first time, which is really like a little complicated, but really fun. And I've been making things that go with our dinners like guacamole and I'll just, and with other things like where I would normally buy shredded cheese, like I'll buy the block of cheese and then someone in our family will shred it. And so I've really have pushed this out of my life for so long and cooking as fast as possible really was a saving grace for me. But I feel like we're just getting to a place where like we are slowing down the pace of our lives. I've worked a lot with my leadership coach to get my job into a more sustainable place. Matt's job is in a sustainable place. And so it's just creating this time and space. And the boys are coming into the kitchen a little bit with me, not much, but a little bit each night. And so it's creating even more opportunities for quality time. And we have an open concept house. So like if I'm in the kitchen, like I'm really connected to what's going on in the rest of the house. So it's been really lovely, surprisingly. I love that. I love that's coming back into your life. What's your number two? So my second one is my daily walks. This is something I started at the beginning of the pandemic just to get out of the house when the kids were here and they were not going to daycare for like three months. I don't know how we survived that. Um, And it's something, it's a habit that I've continued and it feels like it's not only physically a good thing for me to go for a walk, but it's also, I think like mentally and emotionally and just like the connection with nature, there's something that's like so helpful and grounding about that. I also use it as time to listen to podcasts and some stuff sometimes, but I also just, there are like a couple of particular trees that I like really notice every day. And I'm like, oh, look, it's starting to get little buds. Like, so I think just like being a little bit connected to the seasons is just like a really normal part of what it means to be human. And we're so disconnected from that so often that my walks have been a saving grace for me the last couple of years. So I've really appreciated them. And can you remind us what time of day you go on your walk and for how long? It's 45 minutes. It's a loop. There's a particular loop that I take most, the most days. And the time of day is currently in flux because I've gone back to my office. And so I'm working on, it used to be sunrise and then it's moved around. So I'm working on 
finding a new regular time, but I still have been doing it um, every day. I love that. What's your number two thing, Sarah? My number two thing is really silly. It is dog videos on Instagram. I can't remember if I've talked about this or not, but every night before bed, Tate and I look at dog videos together and they are hilarious and they make us laugh out loud. They make us smile. We will frequently send them to Matt and it's not just dog videos. We'll see other videos like healthy recipes and then we'll bookmark them and we'll say that we want to make them together or we'll see these random videos from people that no one else has seen yet. And then we'll say, oh, should we like this video? Because it doesn't have any likes yet. Oh. And there will be other things like people taking risks. And then we'll talk about like whether we would take that risk or not. So it ends up being like just this really joyful uh, experience. And it's connected to life lessons. And we saw this one video of this man doing an experiment of just laughing uncontrollably on public transportation and he just kept laughing and kept laughing and kept laughing and then just everyone around him started laughing in this like uproarious like joyful experience and so from time to time Tate will ask like oh can we go back and watch that video again and watching the video makes both of us laugh contagiously too so it's just been a lot of fun and a lot of joy for us. I love that that sounds really funny and also super fun. What about you? So my number three is flannel sheets. In all seasons, flannel sheets are the best thing. I think it's important that people love their beds. And every day when I get into my bed, I love mine because I have flannel sheets. I have loved flannel sheets since I was a child. And when I started making this list, I was like, I've got to put the flannel sheets on there. They're the best thing. Even in the summer. Help me understand this. Even in the summer, I mean, we have air conditioning in our house. When we lived in India, I just had a flannel pillowcase because we did not have air conditioning in our house and it was super hot. But I mean, our house doesn't like we put our, our AC on like 72 in the summer. And so just take the quilt off, have the flannel sheets. I'm in heaven. And can you remind me of the, the thing you use to heat your bed in the winter? Is it like a mattress pad or is it a heated blanket? I can't remember what you shared before, but I remembered that I want to get it for the next winter. We have a heated blanket and I don't keep that in my, I I only have used that like when I've been sick or when it was like super duper cold, but I don't, not using that regularly, but it is amazing too. All right. Well, my number three is roasted garlic. This is something that I was first introduced to at a restaurant where they just have like a whole bulb of roasted garlic sitting on the table and then you just pop it out with a knife and smear it on bread and I just got the idea to do that for my birthday party and now it's going to be like a thing in my life because it's actually surprisingly simple and it's just so tasty and it smells so good and the garlic and the olive oil So that is my new go-to for just a little delicious and healthy treat. I want the sourdough bread and the garlic together. That sounds amazing. (laughs) What's your number four? My number four is the internal family systems therapy modality that I studied 
in a grad school class last semester. It's a way of seeing individuals through a systems theory lens. So you you like look at individuals and you see like the protective mechanisms and then you see like what they're trying to protect. Um, so it embraces like psychic multiplicity, which like I love systems theory when I'm thinking about system level changes and to think about the individual change process through a systems perspective makes a lot of sense to me. And then it also just helps me like better understand my own experience of being human. When I'm reacting in a way that isn't aligned with how I want to react, I can like really evaluate why I have a part of me that's doing that. And then when I'm looking at other people, whether it be my children or other people in my life that are acting out of anger or trying to control something, I can see those like protective functions and then understand that there's more to the story than just that. And so it's really like been a huge paradigm shift in the way that I view my own internal world, but then also in the way that I engage with others. And it has changed a lot and brought a lot more compassion and curiosity into my life. And just to add some specificity, like an example, if I'm correct, would be like, we will often have like a critic, like an internal critic who comes forward and is like being critical of others or of us. And like in this type of therapy, you understand like, why does that part of you exist? And like you, it exists for a good reason, like Mm -hmm. often to protect you from getting hurt. And so like, how, how does that, how do you help that part of you accomplish what it's trying to accomplish without having the negative impacts? Is that how you think about it? Yeah. And how do you like take the thing that it's trying? So if that part is trying to protect something underneath of that, there's what IFS calls an exile. So there's like a a wounded younger part typically that was hurt that caused the sort of adaptive part to develop to be able to offer the protection. And if you can actually go underneath and heal the wounded part, then the other, the protective part is freed up to do a different job, um, which can sometimes embody the same characteristics, but it's just been such liberating work for me to examine my own system in that way. I studied the theory just briefly, and I remember uh, having really strong um, resonance with how it w- what it was uh, describing and talking to my aunt about it too, and her having the same reaction. What's your number four, Sarah? My number four is the farmer's markets on Sunday morning. This is connecting back. You can kind of see a theme in my life right now. We are buying like a fresh, like fresh vegetables, like broccoli, because we eat a lot of broccoli. Like it shows up as a staple in a lot of our recipes. Or I'll get like carrots and, and like try a new recipe for roasted carrots and then we'll also get salad greens. And then I'm making a homemade salad dressing now. So that goes with the salad greens. And then there's a delicious like gluten-free baker because I'm not into making gluten-free bread. I'm making sourdough just for half of our family. Only half of our family eats gluten. So Tate and I eat the sourdough. And then Henry and Matt eat the gluten-free baguettes. Uh, and then the boys get a treat. You- Henry usually picks a popsicle and... Tate usually picks a glass of kombucha and then we just like put a blanket out. It's like 
grassy area and we put a blanket out in the middle and it's such like a central place that we end up seeing like multiple people that we know and they'll stop by and sit on the blanket and talk to us and it's just sort of like my dream life to be in that kind of like really nourishing place and then to randomly connect with people that I know and we just brought like games like the boys were playing this that I've shared this before, but the game with nets and a ball and you zing the ball and someone else catches it with the other net. Um, And so it's just like really so, so delightful and fills up my soul so much. Mm, That's nourishing, I think is the right word. That sounds amazing. And what's your very last thing, Catherine, on this list, of course. I know there are others in your life. Yes. The last one that made it on this list is coconut oil. I was like, if there's one thing in my kitchen that I really like, what would be the last thing left if I had to give away all the other things? And we use coconut oil for sauteing vegetables. We use it for baking the quick breads and things like that. We use it for our very famous homemade chocolate coconut spread that Suki eats for breakfast every day. And we put it on three of the four people in our house's hair. So it is a very important part of our lives that does a lot of things we also use it a lot on like if the girls have like a little mosquito bite or like a little scratch they just need like a little something on there so they you know like feel like it's been tended to coconut oil all around okay i'm about to venture into tmi territory so if anyone is particularly sensitive just like press that little button that skips ahead 15 seconds or 30 seconds I also use coconut oil and put it on my vagina because in perimenopause, when you're losing estrogen, it gets really dry down there and coconut oil is recommended uh, as a way to um, really soothe the area. And it works. Well, I'm never getting rid of it now. (laughs) Thanks. All right, Sarah, what's your number five? My number five, and I want to clarify, these are in no particular order. I've gone from like very inane ones to more serious ones, and I don't know. They just they just popped on this list in different order. But fostering dogs. So we are on our fifth foster dog this school year, and working with foster dogs in particular is so rewarding because they often come from very traumatic backgrounds, and you can easily tell because of how skittish they are, how how um, they jump at every noise, how they pull away when you approach them, like so many things. And yet they shed their trauma, pun intended, like so easily and quickly, like just if you show up for them and love them. And it's this really inspiring model of like how to let go of things that have held you back in the past and like try to face forward with a new future like ahead of you and I feel like one of our what we do as humans or what we need to do more of as humans is like to help ourselves understand like you're safe like it's okay and like soothe our inner child which we obviously need to keep doing but the way dogs sort of like really live in the moment and like seem to understand like, oh, I'm straight up, I'm safe now. Like it takes them like two days and then they're like, oh, this is a safe environment. And then they act like in very um, calm, safe ways. So it's really inspiring. And then just dogs in general, not foster dogs, but all dogs, like just really pull you into the present 
moment. Like they force you to go outside. They force you to go on walks. They force you to stop and pet them and say hello to them every time you walk in the door. Like even if you're, if I'm running in to to get on a conference call and I'm going to be late, like I can't not say hello to the dog. So they're just really grounding and really healing. And it's been such a privilege to be able to support so many foster dogs this school year. I love that you guys do that. That sounds beautiful. Well, that's it for our top 10 things. Listeners, we would love so much to hear what is saving your life right now. So please drop a comment on our most recent Instagram post so we can all share ideas with each other. And now, Catherine, it's time for us to move into our tips and tricks segment, which is kind of like a bonus bonus sixth item. So what do you want to share, Catherine? I want to share, yeah, this does feel a little bit like a sixth item. I want to share that we have been, maybe for the last year, fairly regularly getting like beautiful cookbooks from the library from different countries and cooking like a meal that's like all new to us recipes that's like several of the recipes out of a particular cookbook. And this has been really lovely because it's been really fun to pick out the recipes that we're going to cook with the girls. It's been really fun to have conversations about other countries and how people eat in different parts of the world with our children. And it's been a good reminder for me that there is still life out there in other places, even if I'm not traveling to it. Um, And then we love the cooking. We love cooking together. We love trying new foods and just doing it with like a paper book feels like really good with the kids, especially um, as a way to sort of have that experience together. So that's been something lovely that has come out of the last year for us that I wanted to share with everyone. I love that. Like as we head into like homeschooling our boys next year on our family gap year, I've been thinking about like actually building in time into their school day where they are looking at cookbooks, planning snacks, planning meals, going grocery shopping and like really getting hands-on with that. And I I love the idea of getting cookbooks from the library because it can be so wasteful sometimes. Like if you buy a whole cookbook and then you don't use the whole thing. And then I love to make copies of my favorite recipes from cookbooks and put them in a binder so it's just easier to reference them and find them. And so I don't even really need to own cookbooks. But that's a really good reminder because I don't, I don't do that nearly enough. Thank you for that. What about you, Sarah? What's your tip or trick this week? Mine is $6.99 flower bouquets from Trader Joe's. I used them at my birthday party. I just took one bouquet and divided it up into all these different mason jars. And it just stretched so far with just one single bouquet. And then I also, we had to take professional photos of our house to get ready to put it up for rent for next year and it just, I bought two of those bouquets again and they're just gorgeous and they are so much bigger than you think they would be for $6.99 and flowers just do so much for a space. Um, So I've been loving those this spring. Yeah, that sounds amazing. We need a Trader Joe's. (laughs) All right, let's close out our episode with Facing Forward. Catherine, how did you do on your intentions from the past two weeks? And what new intentions do you want to set for yourself in the next two weeks? So the energy audit process was amazing. I think it's part of the reason that the energy of our family has felt so good because I just kind of like... I, like, I love your colander metaphor because I think that really describes kind of what I'm doing. 
when I do the energy audit. So I did that. I identified some places where I feel like there are energy leaks. I identified some places where I'm not putting as much energy as I want to. And so I'm making some shifts around some stuff still related to that. And then I was supposed to plan the summer trip, but that's getting bumped because I'm still trying to coordinate with another family um, for that. But for the next two weeks, we're also hoping to enjoy a four-day weekend in Oklahoma City as part of our spring break this coming weekend. And then I'm really, the other thing I'm really needing to do is figure out with being back at my office, like where does meal prep and getting my walk in or a different form of exercise. I've been thinking about going to a yoga class that's close to my office. Where does getting, like I need to do some scheduling rearrangement so I can make sure I still get all of those elements into my weekday work life. So hopefully I'll have that done by the time we talk again. All right. I can't wait to hear the update. What about you, Sarah? How did you do in the last two weeks and what do you want to make true for yourself in the next two weeks? Mine was really simple. It was just to enjoy spring break, um, which I did. It was awesome. And in the next two weeks, I feel like I have a lot on my to-do list that just keeps kind of growing instead of getting subtracted, which is fine because I just had vacation. But I really want to kind of finalize the plan for our road trip this summer, especially because things require reservations and we want to get those settled. I also want to work with Matt and the boys to plan our homeschool approach next year. And I've been wanting to write like a parenting manifesto. And I know I already have like my life manifesto, but really this is like specifically about like how I parent because I kind of want to read it to myself each night and ground myself in it. And I've been thinking about like turning it into a little um, like uh, guided meditation with music behind it. Um, I want to get B12, a B12 supplement. I feel like as a vegetarian, it's neglectful like not to have B12 and I been a vegetarian for 20 years and so I'm like really worried that I'm like really deficient in B12. I don't know. And then I have some doctor's appointments that I need to schedule, which I always want to drag my feet on. I hate going to the doctors. But so that's everything I want to get done in the next two weeks. Right. I believe in you. It's a lot, but I think you can do it. (laughs) Well, that's all for this episode of So Connected. We'll be back in two weeks on Tuesday. In the meantime, you can find the show notes at SoConnectedPodcast.com or you can find me, Sarah, on my blog at FeedingTheSoil.com. You can find us on Instagram at So Connected Podcast. And if you enjoyed this podcast, we would be so grateful for your review on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word. See you in two weeks, wishing you joy, purpose, and community between now and then.